family and welcome home. This is Dr. Tony Brown and my husband, Pastor Craig Brown. Um, this is Breakthrough with the Browns podcast. It's a podcast all about real talk, real stories, and real growth. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is episode number three, and we have a good topic again today. It is all about the scarcity of good black men. <laughs> All right, women, this one is for you. I know we have a lot of questions, concerns about finding a good brother. So today, me and Pastor Brown are going to talk about that very topic. So I cannot wait to jump into this. So I'm going to kick it over to Pastor Brown right now and get his initial thoughts on where are the good black brothers? Man, well, Lady Tony, first of all, I love you. It's good to on here with you and family it's good to see y'all as well thank you for tuning in let me tell you like we've said in our previous uh podcast lady tony and i don't we don't exchange notes right because we want this conversation to be as authentic as possible right we don't want it to be canned or scripted i mean we have our themes but then we don't share notes within that theme because i don't want to influence or skew her responses and so the stuff that you're going to be hearing from us today just like in the past and in lord willing in future broadcast um will be authentic and real and from the heart and so my initial thoughts are um i'll be honest with you <laughs> black men black women say oftentimes that black women are are one of the um most disrespected or or underappreciated uh populations within the global society i will tell you black men are the same way we are probably one of the most um underappreciated challenged groups of people uh challenge i should say demographics that walk the face of the planet whether you're a black man in London, whether you're a black man in Dallas, Texas, or in Arkansas, or in Chicago, Illinois, there's so much that we carry on our shoulders that affects us in so many ways. And one of those ways, of course, is, to be frank with you, our availability for sisters. Mm -hmm. And so let's, let's dive into this because, um, I'm really curious to to about this exchange we're about to have. Again, it ain't scripted. This is real, so flow with us. Yeah, so so from a sheer number perspective, there are way more black women than there are black men. Are you with me on that one? I think statistics back that up just yes. in terms of pure data, numbers. Yes. data numbers, yes. Okay. The numbers are skewed. And then let's look at the number of black men that there are. Okay. And let's start categorizing these men. <laughs> okay. First category, there are the black men that are already married. married. Category number one. Okay. Category number two, there are black men that have no interest in being married and just want to be a player. That's one. Okay. Category number three, there are black men that are in the prison system whether they should be there or not, or not sure. they are there. Okay. Then category number four, there are black men who prefer men over women. Sure. 
So when you think about, and then there are the brothers that are available. So if you break that down, the the fact that there are already more women than men, and then you have this subcategory of just a few of those men that are available to us, it starts to look very dire. And what are women supposed to do about that? Should they lower their standards? Should they go to a different race? What advice do you have for those women? Well, let me first of all tell you, um, those statistics or that reality is startling from the standpoint. It's real, Mm -hmm. right? It's real. I I first learned about this. (laughs) I was going to say I first learned about it in college, but no, I'll be frank with you. (laughs) I first learned about it in church, right? (laughs) True. Churches dominate women to men. In fact, you have more women's conferences in church than you do men, probably two to one, right? And so, because again, there's a fifth or sixth category you didn't talk about, which was, or that we didn't mention initially, which was then if you desire a a black man of faith, that is even a subcategory within a subcategory, right? So that's another whole story. So let me first of all, keep it 100 with y'all and say, I don't have advice. I don't have a magic bullet. Let me... First of all, say that right now. I don't. If I did, I would be a trillionaire, let me tell you right now. And I'd own an island somewhere in the Maldives. I'm just telling you right now. But speaking in reality, um, y'all, everything we do, we give a biblical perspective, but with a worldly understanding, mm-hmm. right? I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is we, because we're believers in Christ, we come from that perspective, but with the knowledge of how the world works, right? And so um, from a biblical perspective, God knows our desires. I'll say that. God knows our desires to have a mate. And then because he created us, he knows exactly what it is we need, right? So let me make sure I set the precedent right there. And the Bible says, for a man, whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtains favor from the Lord. So that that's from the man's perspective. Um, but then just speaking just in general, um, you know, there's been a lot of controversial t- subjects about this mm-hmm. uh, with the question would be, like I've heard this question about um, would a woman, would like in your case, you're highly educated, you're successful, when I met you, you already had your education, your income, you had a number of things. And so me as a brother, if I wanted to be in your life, I had to approach you a certain way. Um, I knew what I brought to the table, but the question was, if I did not have my education and my status and my things like that, would you have been interested in me? Or if I was a brother on the come up, Meaning, I may have not been educated, but I was a hard worker. I worked a manual labor job. Mm -hmm. I, let's be frank, I have good friends of mine. You know these people Mm -hmm. who are friends of mine who at one point, you know, as a young young child, as a young boy. Let me keep it 100 with you. When we were younger on the streets, we were exposed to being what we call lookout boys from the age of six and seven years old for the local dope man in the neighborhood. And so 
if you grew up in that and you knew how to hustle, but you, you were introduced to drugs, you may have spent a little time in jail. And the question was, is a sister of your caliber, would you date someone that may not match you socioeconomically or educationally, mm -hmm. or whose career may be vastly different than yours? Mm -hmm. um, that's the question. And so, yeah. you know, it's yeah. so, real questions. So let me answer that. For All right, sure. So, um, as I, well, first of all, you ain't on the market. <laughs> Let's put that out there. Right, right. I'm not, but if I were, but as I've grown in my old age <laughs> and I'm more wise, um, if I answer that question today, the answer would be, if this man is operating with integrity and honesty, he loves my dirty draws. His intentions are good for me and my family. He loved my kids and he had drive, even though he may be driving a bus at the time mm -hmm. or driving a taxi. I think I would be okay with that because as a woman, because I have the drive in me, I would help him think outside of the box to maybe he wants to own the whole bus system or maybe he wants to have a whole slew of taxis or yeah. whatever. I can, I can be that person for him to push him forward. Yeah. But for me, the basis is he's respectful. He's trustworthy. He takes care of my heart, spirit, soul, and mind. Yeah. I am willing to compromise. And I think that's where some women get into a rut. They don't want to compromise this laundry list of things. And mm. I had a laundry list, too, of all the things I wanted in a man. He had to be handsome. He had to have pretty teeth. He had to dress nice. He had to have a good job. Yeah. He had to have a 401K. You know, he had to have all these things. But at the end of the day, when you look at that list, is it really realistic? Mm. And I think that's why some women don't have a man currently because they're not meeting their standards. Yeah. And I think we need to think about that a little bit more and really look at that list and say, is this realistic? Yeah. And then if they feel like it is, it's a strong possibility they may not have their own man. They may have to borrow mm. a man. Well, see, <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting about that, um, you know, this subject, so for example, there was a, there was a, a dirty little word, y'all, my wife just spoke and she didn't even uh -oh. realize that she said it. The word was compromise, right? Mm -hmm. It's a dirty little word. And I say dirty little word meaning from the standpoint because I've heard women make this comment that if they don't get the man that is on, that meets all the criteria from that laundry list of, of requirements, that they're compromising or that they're lowering their standards. And um, that's where it gets tough, right? Because if you take into consideration what I sort of said in the beginning, that we as black men are one of the most misunderstood, abused, victimized demographics that walk the planet, we start the race like 200 yards behind everybody else. And then we have to race to catch up um, because of just, just how we're disproportionately disadvantaged. 
And so then what happens is, is if you've got a brother that then has successfully climbed the ladder, because some of us don't overcome that, and we may climb to right here, but then for those of us that climb up to here, that's a very, very, it's a small select number of people. And if the women are only, sisters are only saying, I only want brothers in this particular realm. Mm -hmm. Well, think about it. If you look at people like Jay-Z and folks like Diddy and others, or, 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 or 50 Cent, I mean, I'm just, I know I'm using rappers, and, but use that as an example. These brothers had tremendous potential but a lot of these guys were dope dealers that had hustle in them because that was the that was the only quote unquote corporate structure they knew at the time, mm -hmm. which was hustling on the streets. And so if you are a queen like a like a like a Beyonce and you come across a young brother that's got incredible hustle, mm -hmm. but he may need just a little bit of direction, you may have a diamond in the rough that if you get him let's use the situation of LeBron James and his, and his beautiful wife. If you get him when he's raw, when he's in high school or whatever the case, and you, can, and you help put him on the right track, you will have you a king on your hands. But if you're saying, I need a king that's a king now, well then, if you don't wanna put some work in, yeah. then that might, be, that might be a situation. But I guess what I'm talking about is the fact that because of the statistics that you said, the statistics that you talked about were um, they're married. So technically married men are off limits, right? So let's not technically, technically married men are off limits. Let's keep it 100. There's, they should be off limits. But then if you're talking about then those that are single but don't, but maybe manual laborers, laborers or uh, that don't have the, the, um, the 401k or the stock portfolio, the things like that. If you're saying those brothers aren't in your caliber, mm -hmm. then from that standpoint, then you are limiting yourself and you say you only want a brother. Mm -hmm. You're limiting yourself to a very small select group of people. Right. And let's be honest, this is the thing that, that we don't talk about. And you and I have talked about this before. Just because a brother matches your socioeconomic demographic does not mean he's going to be attracted to you, mm -hmm. right? In other words, we always put the, with the onus on the man to be available. Mm -hmm. But the question is, you know, not to throw a Proverbs 31 in there, but are you the type of woman that that man would be attracted to, mm -hmm. right? Because I'll keep it 100. I mean, I know some brothers that say that don't date, you know, within the race because of what they call, call they want a certain thing too. So what happens is we have to ask ourselves the question, is the man making himself available to the sister? And is the sister beyond just her pocketbook? Is she the type of woman that he says, that's my queen. I know she'll, she'll be my ride or die. She'll hold it down for me, mm -hmm. you know, in good times and bad times. And like you said, she'll love my dirty draws, as you said. Yeah. Is she that type of person? So, baby, what do so, you think? So let me ask you another question. Oh, okay. Because you used to live in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. And we know Atlanta is a very black city. Most definitely. With very wealthy, professional strong black women and men. True. Um, but there are way more women 
than men in Atlanta. True that. So what was your experience as a single black man who was gainfully employed, handsome, had a 401k? What was your experience in Atlanta with the women there? Can you talk about that? <laughs> oh, he's laughing, y'all. Y'all, I got to laugh because <laughs> let me tell you something. Um, if you listen, there's one other key criteria that you mentioned, what? praise God. Thank straight. you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Straight. That I, I'm straight, too, yes. right? I'm not, I'm straight. I'm not confused about my heterosexual, right. my sexuality. And again, we love, we love everybody. We but But I, I just want you to know, I am and I was a straight brother in Atlanta, as you say. And um, let me tell you, somebody used this analogy. People say, oh, it's like fishing in a bucket, meaning that it's like, you know, all the fish are congregating around your around your hook. Mm -hmm. Well, Atlanta, if you fall into that category, it's like fishing in this cup. Mm. It's inevitable that you're going to have about 35 fish latch on to that hook at one time because you're in a very small. And they're all successful, black, beautiful women. Yes. Okay. And that was a challenge. I mean, if you are a brother or sister, I'll keep it 100 with you. And, and some of some of y'all watching from Atlanta right now and, and <laughs> you know, friends of ours that we know together. And as we said on a previous podcast, friends that I had before uh, Lady Tony and I got married, um, there's some dope sisters in Atlanta, 100%. There's great sisters here in Dallas, too. But there's a lot of CEOs and vice mm -hmm. presidents and physicians and lawyers and yes. blah, blah, blah in the ATL that, baby, I'll keep it 100 with you, are lonely. Mm. They're lonely. And what happened was, back then, if you ask about that experience, is, to be frank with you, I had some hard times. Mm -hmm. I really... I'll be frank, I had to be, Atlanta pulled me back to my college days mm -hmm. so heavily of, of you had a girlfriend or a wife or whatever the case, but people knew and didn't care mm -hmm. because they were lonely and they were willing to share. Yeah. And, and again, Wonderful people, but someone that I used to date, she used this term, and she went to an HBCU, and she shared this, con this comment that when I was in college in New Orleans, it was such a scarcity of men that it was highly likely that I would date my line sister's boyfriend. Mm. That's a whole nother That's a whole nother podcast all by <laughs> itself, right? But you're dating the same man that your girlfriend used to date because there's only so many brothers in the city that it was scarcity, mm -hmm. right? And so it was tough. And so Atlanta, you know, is no different than Houston or Dallas or Detroit or Chicago, you know, Arkansas, you mm -hmm. name it. The situation is the same. But the thing that I'll tell you is just that, again, broaden, if you're going to get back to the, the basis yeah. of the subject, broaden your horizons. Yes. Can I be frank, ladies, let me tell you something that, in case you haven't heard, we men want to be your hero. And what I mean by that is, when I met her, I wasn't perfect, I had some deficits, but the issue was, she was able to see where I may have had some gaps. And because as the Bible says in the book of Genesis, that the Lord created a help meet, or in that term help meet, 
the term meet really means an appropriate mate. It's the Lord creates an appropriate mate for you that is able to fill the gaps that maybe where you have deficits and the Lord created all of us with deficits. And so ladies, if you're able to expand the breadth of candidates that you're willing to consider and see someone that, hey, you know what? He's got tremendous potential. The one thing this brother has, let me tell you something, stay away from lazy dudes, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing I saw in Atlanta is that there was a lot of successful sisters and brothers willing to sit on the couch and eat Cheerios and watch TV while she went off to work. Stay away from them. They're, they're a problem. But if you see a brother that's got hustle, that's got energy, that you know may know how to make money but may be terrible at managing it, but you may have a skill set, you may have a CPA, you may have an MBA, you may have some sort of background, or you may just know how to manage money, but you got a brother that is a hustler that'll work his butt off, come to him and speak to him. Yo, King, you know what? We can run, we can build an empire together. If I take your hustle and my ability to manage money and we take our two skill sets and combine them together, we can build an empire together. But if you says he already has to come with that criteria fit, then sis, you limiting yourself and, and get ready to go to Dubai with your girlfriends because you're going to miss out on opportunities for a brother that may be that may need a queen to help carry him till he can help carry the entire family. And I'm just yeah. keeping it 100 with you. You saw that in me. You saw things about me. You knew about my past areas where I struggled, mm -hmm. but you saw the God in me and you saw areas of me and then together we were able to build something, yeah. including starting this ministry. So yeah. thank you for it. Yeah. Any uh, thoughts Absolutely. on your part? So just, you know, <laughs> Pastor and I were looking at Bel Air. If you haven't watched Bel Air oh, on man. Peacock, you have to watch Shout it. Shout out it's to Peacock so good. Bel Air. It's a great series, y'all. Yeah, but Uncle Phil, everybody knows Uncle Phil, Will's uncle, um, is married to Aunt Viv. And one of his past relationships showed up on the show and the minute I saw her I knew <laughs> I told Pastor Baby something may write about her but she came to him as if she was helping him with a work opportunity but it was revealed that she still really wanted that old thing back mm. with Uncle Phil and what's so crazy about it she was Aunt Viv's line sister and she came to their home one day and was like, Viv, I'm so sorry I cheated on um, Uncle Phil back in college. I apologize that it's not where I am right now. Next scene over, she's hugging Uncle Phil, rubbing the back of his head. And I'm just saying all that to say Uncle Phil was taken. He was taken. So we have to remember to um, respect the boundaries of marriage. Now, if that means maybe you have to go outside your race, which I'm not advocating for, but if you want someone on your own, reduce that list a little bit and compromise because you're not gonna get everything on the list. So just remember that. Yeah. Anything else, baby? No, um, and again, and to what my wife said, because she's right, she's spot on with that. And don't get us wrong, we're not, we're not discouraging no interracial dating i'll be honest with you two of our six kids um mm -hmm. date outside of their race and and the most important thing even me as a father mm -hmm. of daughters and sons i want i want our kids to be with someone that loves them yeah. 
right? Loves them, respects them, honor them. But the purpose of this podcast that we're talking about today is specifically black men, you know, so within our race, yeah. um, about the scarcity of those particular individuals. Uh, yeah, broaden your horizons, mm -hmm. broaden the breadth of people that you would consider eligible. Yeah. And like I said, some of you, because I'll be honest with you, there's one last thing, and I know we got to <laughs> go, and so I know we got to wrap this up. But there's one last thing, because about brothers, right? And I've heard this. Sisters want brothers, and, and y'all y'all want us to be Tupac. You want us to have the bank account of Jay-Z or Tyler Perry, right? You want us to have the compassion of Dr. Phil, you know, or of of. Heathcliff Huxtable and the Cosbys. You know, you want us to, you want, in other words, you want us to be thug, CEO, Mr. Compassionate, and Don Juan as a lover. You want <laughs> all of those categories, right? And I'm telling you, and then, you, like I said, you want all of that. There's a lot of hats we as bros yeah, are asked to wear. Mm -hmm. And so find out what is your priority within that list because the person that may be the driven individual, maybe have a lot of success, may not have that thug life that you want secretly behind the scenes. Or the guy that has the thug life may not have the 401k or the stock portfolio. So figure out what's your priority yeah. and focus on that. But let me close out and say, <laughs> and, I, and I'll let you take over, baby. Yeah. But let me close out and say, first things first, seek the Lord. Yes. The Lord knows what you desire. Yes. And ask yourself the question. Will this relationship bring you glory? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Will this relationship that I'm pursuing, Lord, will it bring you glory? Mm -hmm. Or is it, because Paul said, he said, look, he said, it's better to marry than to burn, than to burn with passion, than to burn with uncontrolled desires. Mm -hmm. It's better to marry and get in a relationship with someone that you can build your life with. But just ask yourself, are you giving your heart and your relationship to the Lord? I'm sorry, honey. Thanks, Pastor Baby. That's the show for today, guys. Um, breakthrough with the Browns. Real talk, real stories, real growth. Thank you so much for tuning in for episode number three. Um, please remember to subscribe to our YouTube page. Share, share, share with all your friends. And if you happen to be in the DFW area, we would love to see you at Victory Station Ministries. Yes. So take a look at our website um, at www.victorystationministries.org. And we're also online. So log in to our live stream on Sundays. We will look forward to hearing from you, seeing you, and see you at the next episode. Mm -hmm.